Love Talk Radio. Hallelujah. Yes. Now entering the studio of ELR Prophetic Chef, where we're spreading the gospel throughout all nations. Thank you for being our guest. God bless you. Praise the Lord, saints. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, saints. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Heke baba. Shande bebe kota baba ntiyataba. Hallelujah, God. Reti bebe kota baba sandara baba. Hallelujah, God. Take it, Baba. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Yeah, baby, Copa Baba. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Thank you. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
nations. We speak to everything that is not right. Hallelujah. We speak, and I'm going to speak to this jacked up now relationship. I'm going to speak to God is going to make me be come be 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 Hallelujah. 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 No weapon. He shall hide me from the feet. He shall hide me. Yes, God. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
yes, Lord. So, Father, oh, as yes, God. Walk 
that knew him as a uh, as a brother, a biological brother, uh, as he appeared, but he didn't realize that he was walking with the Christ. He he did not reveal himself to his brother until he had died and he rose again on the third day and with all power. This same Jesus, this same Jesus, his brother's name was James. And the word uh, James means surplanter. Supplanter. You hear him talk about him in the book of uh, of Joe. Uh, it's a Jacob as a planter. But a supplanter simply means is that I re- I I actually reproduce myself on the earth. Supplanter. I looked that up definition of the word up. And supplanter is somebody that reproduces itself on the earth. Okay. And um again, uh James, uh the the half brother of Jesus. Amen. And for me to know that he was my half brother and I didn't realize that until he was gone. Uh, he was probably uh up there with his mother on the day of Pentecost when they were on one accord in one place. That same Jesus, but he did not know. He could see the great things that had done and been around about in his whole life, but he never was revealed to himself until Christ died on a cross and got up on the third day. This same, this Jesus. Amen. So the Bible talks about the book of James as it talks about his name. His name means supplanter or someone that reproduces itself as if the church is supposed to reproduce itself again and again. That's why you find many churches and you say, well, why do we need so many churches? Why? Because God has ordained that we reproduce ourselves after our own kind, like animals. Animals mate and they reproduce. Well, God wants the people of God, the church of God, to reproduce itself like its own kind. So here is James, his half-brother, James, who did not recognize Christ until he had died and got up on the third door, even though they had half-brother and brother relationships. Amen. And there's a word after that word. Let's, 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 let's go. Let's start from the beginning. It says here, um, uh, it says that James, a servant of God, James the one, James, servant, a servant of God, of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. First of all, let's break it down really simple. Okay. James, which is the apostle, ended up being the apostle. James, who was his biological half-brother. Now, remember, he did not recognize, okay, that he was his half-brother, that it's the same Christ that died on the cross. He says, here, James, so now he's acknowledging that James was a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was not just his half-brother spiritually and physically, but he was a brother of his spiritually. 
You know how you can have a family, and some people in the family are saved, and some of the family that are not saved. So here is the same thing. Here comes James, who now recognizes that his Jesus, his brother, his biological brother that he thought was just only his half-brother, but he is now the Christ, and he is now serving as a apostle. He is now serving as the Lord Jesus Christ apostle on the earth to establish ministries. So God doesn't doesn't call us just to be saved, but once call, Jesus calls us, He calls us to go do a work for Him. So it really doesn't matter how many churches are there, but the fact that there's so many people on the earth that God wants us all to have an opportunity to know Christ for himself. So he says, James, who was a servant, who was a leader, who was a follower of Christ, he is the servant now. And God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. So he says, I'm not just only a servant. I'm not just a leader, but I am a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. And now he also acknowledges of the 12 tribes of Israel, Judah, Zebulon, et cetera, et cetera. So he's talking that I'm acknowledging them from the beginning of the Old Testament today that I am a part of that tribe, even though it says that we are scattered abroad. So are supposed to, the Christians are supposed to be spread abroad. We're supposed to be out there to leading people to Christ and being an example of who Christ is on the earth. And that's the problem that we know as believers, we have to be examples of who Christ is on the earth. But sometimes uh, some of us Christians or Christ-like ones, um, we don't do what God called us to do. And sometimes they don't want to be around us. Why? Because what they say and what we see sometimes are two different things. So we're supposed to be examples. We're supposed to look in the mirror and see Christ in everything that we do and we say. We must look in a spiritual mirror, not a physical mirror. Okay? Because the mirror is supposed to be the Word of God. And the Word of God must be in us, it says, that he sees and in when you look in a mirror, just imagine, if you're looking in a mirror, what do you see? Well, I look, I look, when I look in the mirror, I see Glenda. I see my pimples on my face. I see maybe some extra hair on my face. Um, I might see, I might look in the mirror and see I might little, need a little, little, little makeup. Uh, I need to see a little, uh, lose a little weight. Why? Because we're talking about the natural of a physical mirror. But now what I'm talking to you about, just look in, inward, and what do you see if you look in the mirror? Do you see the woman that's supposed to walk like Christ, talk like Christ? Are you supposed to see in the mirror my attitudes? Are they Christ-like or not my Christ-like? Am I supposed to see in the, in the mirror how I really don't like certain people? I have, I'm, I'm, I'm biased by, by different people. And when I see, when you look in the mirror spiritually, what do you really see? 
That's that's food for thought. When you look in the mirror, the next time you look in the mirror, when you get up in the morning and you go in the bath in the bathroom to brush your teeth, look in the mirror and see what you see spiritually. Am I a mirror image of God? Or am I just somebody that's supposed that I'm walking like him but not acting like him? I'm walking like him, but I'm not thinking like him. I'm walking like him, but I'm not really walking like him. I'm doing what I don't do, what I want to do when I'm not in the church, but I'm in the church, but I'm not looking. I'm doing like Christ says go. So am I a fake or I'm a fad? A fad meaning it comes every now and then, or am I real? I am a mirror image of God, and God wants us as mirror images of Christ. And not look at the blemishes, not looking at the faults, looking at the things that we do and what we don't do. We, we don't say, well, you know what, I'm having a bad day and God, I don't know what's going on. No, you look in the mirror and says, I am fearfully and I'm wonderfully made and my soul knoweth white well. Because I'm looking in the mirror and I'm seeing what God says. I'm doing what God says. I'm believing what the word of God says because I'm going to look in the mirror and I need to see God for myself. So here... James is now saying here in verse 2, my brethren, talking to the church, telling to his ecclesia, my brethren, count it all joy, mm, joy, when ye fall into diverse temptations. So he doesn't say what kind of temptations. It could be food temptations. It could be sexual temptations. It could be spending uh, uh, temptations. He doesn't say, he says, but he says, my brother in the church, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations. So now at this time, you had the Jews, and they were living in the land and every city in Europe. It says in Asia and Africa, all these kind of places. And the main issues were that the synagogues remain separate from the people. So the Jews, that's why you see a lot of times talking about the Jews versus the Gentiles, the Jews versus the, the other people, because they were living separate from God's people. But remember, Jesus was born a Jew. He was in the bloodline of the Judaism. But the Jewish people at that time did not recognize that Jesus was the Christ. Jesus was the, the, the Christ that Mary bore and Jesus died on the cross and got up on the third day. So therefore, here was Jesus speaking of the church and the belief system and is telling to them, my brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations. But it doesn't say how much of what you're going through. He says, but knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. So God wants us to have patience. 
it's not like going to Burger King. You go through our restaurant we have in America called Burger King, and when you drive to that that Burger King, and you can buy a little quick food, you can get a little vegetables, a little soda, a little French fries, or or little foods like this. But God doesn't work. Our life doesn't work like that. He says so. So when you go through these situations, when you go through these fall downfalls. We have to learn to trust in the almighty God, nothing else. Again, we don't supposed to run through life in a hurry, but we have to take it one day at a time in our life. No fast food. You know, it's healthy when you eat a healthy, healthy diet with vegetables and meats, little, little, little appetite, appetizer. So we have to learn to eat spiritually. We have to learn spiritually to eat spiritually the gospel. Because when I'm in the gospel, I get to know who is. When I'm in the gospel, I learn how to pray. When I'm in the gospel, I learn how to fast. When I'm in the gospel, I know what to do right and I know what to do wrong. Because I'm now, my appetite is in the gospel itself. So I can't be in a hurry. We have to wait on the Lord. In fact, he told us in, in, in uh, I think it's in Psalms, he says, wait on the Lord. He says, for I say again, spiritually. So I'm speaking to you spiritually, wait on the Lord. And I'm speaking to you naturally, wait on the Lord. So we have to wait. And he's telling us, again, that we have to, but let patience have her perfect work. So we can't be in a hurry all the time. I have friends sometimes they tell me, I don't know, why does this happen to me? I don't understand. I don't know, what did I do wrong? I try to do it. No, 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 no. God's teaching us to be patient. He doesn't tell us to understand everything we go through. In fact, the word says, lean not to your own understanding, but in all things acknowledge him. And I Christ shall direct your path. So we must wait on the Lord, but let patience have her perfect work. So you can't rush God. You can't hurry God. You can't cry and say, oh, God, hurry up, hurry up, hurry God. I don't understand. I can't make it. I can't. And I found out every time I told God, I can't, I can't take it no more. I'm finished. Then, you know what I, I discovered? He makes me wait a little longer. Okay, that ye may have a perfect and entire wanting nothing. So if I wait on him, God says, I'm not going to wait. I am not going to be lacking anything. But when I'm hurrying God up, you're, 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 you have no patience. You have no order. You're rushing God. You're trying to tell God what to do. And God don't want you to try to tell him what to do. He's the almighty God. And yes, it hurts. Yes, it don't feel good. But he says, if I wait on him, he says, but let patience have her, like a woman, her perfect work, that he may be perfect. An entire 
wanting nothing. So here's God telling me that if I wait on him, if I pursue my dreams but wait in his order, in his timetable, God says you will be lacking nothing. Five says, but if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask for God that giveth him all men liberally and unbraided not, and all shall be given unto him. Okay. Some folks ain't got no patience. Some people have no patience. They have, everybody hurry. Hurry up Burger King. Hurry up McDonald's. Hurry up, I gotta go home. Hurry up, I gotta go to bed. Hurry, 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 gotta go to work. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Why? Because you have no patience. But God is a patient God. You know, it. Uh, I mean, it, it takes, do you know for the earth to move around that God created the earth and it moves over 360, 100,000 miles per second around the earth? But for us, it's a long time. So we have to learn to have the patience to wait on the Lord. We have to wait on on him because when he he has everything his work perfect work the line the job lines up the car lines up the the rent lines up the people line up the husband everything is in line why because god is waiting on us to just stand still the scripture says this he says stand still oh and no that's what, oh, i like that one i gotta put that one again god tell me that again god say and no that I am God. But when we don't wait on him, we don't wait. We wait on God. We get in a hurry. And we mess up. And then we don't know what to do because we try to rush God. We can't rush the Holy Spirit, ladies and gentlemen. We can't rush the Holy Spirit. Okay? The Holy Spirit is in charge. I've never seen so many saints that are in a hurry to help God. Hurry up, God. Hurry up. Hurry. I need my car. Hurry, hurry. I need my house. Hurry, hurry. I need my children. Hurry. Oh, I'm getting old. I'm getting old. So I got to have at least one more child. Hurry, hurry, hurry. No, no, no. God knows what he's doing in every case in our lives. Even when we think we know what God wants. We we trying to tell God, hurry Lord, hurry God. I ain't got no self control. Hurry God. Please do what you want to do, God, but just just do it quickly. Just just do it quickly, God. I, I'm I'm tired. But we can't do that. We can't we can't rush God. We cannot rush God in everything that we want to do. Jesus. I believe sometimes we 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 we've married and the wrong people. Why? Because we're in a hurry. Some of us have divorced people because we're we're in a hurry. Maybe they might have gotten saved. Maybe they might have gotten saved. You don't know why. Why? Because we're in a hurry. But show me anywhere in the Bible that God's in a hurry to do something. 
Only thing he said was, he says, he told them to Judas, he said, what do you have to do? Go do it quickly. Well, because he was trying to, he knew what, what he was going to do. He knew what was going to happen. God wants us to know, to have wisdom. We don't, most, most of us, men and women, we don't have wisdom. We don't pray before we make decisions. We don't pray before we do things. We just get up and just go do it. We don't say, God, well, is this the day I'm supposed to go look for my car? Oh, God, is this the place I'm supposed to go and do certain things? Why? Because we don't wait on the Lord. And when we get in a hurry, again, we wait. Well, this, 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 this now apostle who, who was the half-brother of Jesus is telling us about trials and situations. And the last thing that most of us don't want to hear about no trials. But I want you to realize that that's the magnificence of Job. I never, I never used to like to even study the book of Job. But one time I went to some heavy stuff, and God began to say, let's start reading the book of Job. And then when I, be- I began to really study the book of Job, and here we find Job was a, the Bible says he's an upright, obscured man that hated evil. So he was a righteous man, and he had a lot of money and had a houses and land and children. He was a wealthy man, but all of a sudden he lost everything. And he went to God and, and said, God, the naked I come in and naked I go out. I'm not going, I'm not going to curse my God, but I'm just tired. I don't understand this. And this is what we do. We get backed up in a corner, especially with this covert 19. Folks are crazy. Folks are killing one another. Folks are lying one another. Love are are cheating on each other. People are doing all these things for the almighty dollar and to say, I'm the big I and you the loo. The church church has so much going on in the church. Instead of us just trying to go out and win souls for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. It's not about your money. God's going to pay us in the end. I don't care what money you have. I don't care what you don't have. But when you win one soul in the kingdom because you won into Christ, why? By your attitude, how you treat them, how you loved them, how you lo- you loved on them, how you took care of them, the more you did for them, help the children. Those things are those are things that the only things that are important. Because when we leave this earth, we can't take a car with us. When we leave this earth, we can't leave our children, take our children with us. When we leave this earth, we're leaving the same way we came in. We came in naked, and we're gonna leave out in bones. But when we go, we're going to a place according to our destination in God. My God, my God. Only God. Only God knows all things. All things. All things. All things God knows in us. You know, I was studying the other day, and I said, God, what do you want me to study? And God began to tell me about trials, and we need the trials. But he also told me, that he, he get, all of a sudden I saw this, I was, I don't know, I don't know what I was looking in a mirror, I don't know what it was, but I looked in and I saw this huge camel. Camel, you know a camel? Some camels have two humps and some camels have one hump. And so I said, okay, 
I said, God, now what do you want me to know about this camel? And God says, go to this, this, this James. And that name James means supplanter. And then he began to tell me, he says, now, I want you, Glenda, you know, I know it might think I'm crazy, but God said, Glenda, I want you to go and get yourself a book. He said, I want you to study the characteristics of a camel. Okay. Mm. You know, in the Middle East right now, these have these big old camels, and they usually have some humps, some camels have one hump, and some camels have two humps. The camels are there have these big humps in them because they store up water in them. So they can go, that's how they can go for miles and miles and miles without draining because the water is in their skin, in the inside of them. And they have these extra long um, eyelashes so that yeah. when the wind's blowing or when the, wind, the, the wind's whipping, they can continue to move forward. So that in their trials, in the in the midst of the desert, in the midst of the storms, those those animals can keep moving. In the midst of their trials, in the midst of defeat, in the midst of the Christians that are falling apart, the camels are still moving because it's our nature is to keep moving. God, my God. And that's what camels do. Camels move. They, they, they fill their humps up with water for days and days. So no matter how hot it gets, how matter the extremities of the camel, no matter how the desert is flowing and the wind's blowing, and even when they can't see in the storms with these huge eyelashes, they keep moving. Why? Because they are built to be moved in the direction and the flow of God. My God. For in our testing, in the midst of our torment, in the midst of the enemy to stop you and block you and hinder you and discourage you, like the camels and the humps that begin you to go forward no matter what happens. It does not stop in a storm. It does not stop in the rain. It will not stop in the fire. It will not stop in the flood. It will keep moving because its destiny is to keep moving forward in the things of God no matter what happens. Amen. No My matter God. God. what's happening in our lives. I remember watching these TV, I've seen those movies on TV. And you see the you see the camels. A lot of times it's in these desert places like Egypt and different countries like that. They have lots of camels because those camels would carry their food, and the camels would carry their families, and the camels would. It's almost like a like a horse. It, it's it was it's valuable, and the more camels you had, more rich you were because you could carry things through the desert. My God. Like people, like Christians, we are built to carry through things in the deserts in our life. Like believers, like Christians that are filled with the Holy Ghost, you are built to sustain in the midst of your storms. You are built to last. You are built to endure. You are built to hold on. You are built to hold out. Why? Because you are built by God himself to endure hardships 
as a good soldier. Jesus. Soldiers aren't supposed to fall out. Built, the soldiers are supposed to train hard. Soldiers are built to warfare. Soldiers are built so that if I die, I die. But I'm going to do what I was I was built to do. I'm I'm going to do that because I have my weaponry there. Like us in the natural, we have the spiritual weapon to get on our knees. And let me tell you another thing I learned about the camel. The camel have huge knees. I studied that the other day. I I found out that camels, you know, they're real big and they have humps on them, but they have the biggest, widest, longest. Kneecaps. One of the other, and one of the things I learned about uh, about uh, 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 James was the fact that 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 James was a prayer warrior. That James learned to stay on his knees. God wants the saints to begin to get on your knees and stay on your knees. Don't get up mm-hmm. off your knees if you don't sometimes. You need a time to sit on your knees, lay on your knees, pray on your knees. And because we got to have be like James' attitude, look at here, look at here. I am built to be sturdy. I'm built to be anointed. I'm built to be anointed. I'm, I'm built to do what God called me to do. I am built. I will not die unless what God told me. I will not die until I do whatever thing God has called me to do on this. If it takes 99 years, I'm going to keep preaching. If it takes 103 years, I'm going to keep preaching. I don't care what the devil said. I shall live and not die and declare declare the works of the Lord because I'm built. I'm anointed and appointed by God. And that's why I told you, begin to say that the camels will stand there in the midst of a storm and going through the storm with the eyelids going through no matter what happens. He said, I will not die. I will live and I will declare the things of the Lord because I'm a prayer warrior. I'm an intercessor. I am who God called me. I stood by my brother, half brother, and I didn't know he was the Christ. But now I know he is the Christ. I shall pray lest I die. Jesus. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on. We got to be built for this war. Jesus. We are in a spiritual warfare now. This is not a natural warfare. You know how I know it's a natural natural warfare? Well, where it's winter, it's fall. Where it's fall, it's winter. Where it's raining, it's not. Where it's not raining, where it is. No, everything is diametrically composed because God's saying, I'm coming back from my church. Whether you're in California, uh, Texas, or uh, Ohio, God says, I'm coming back from my church. What? Without a spot or wrinkle. So if you got a spot or a wrinkle, I'm not talking to you. Bible says, I am coming. I, the glory of God himself, I am coming back for my church. Hallelujah. Without a spot or wrinkle. So if you're lying, you can't get in. If you're cheating, you not you can't get in. If you're whoremongering, you can't come in. If you are fornicating, if you're doing homosexuality, you can't come in. He says, I am coming back for my church without a spot or wrinkle. So check your wreck, check yourself and see if you got some spots. If you got some wrinkles, then I think you need to get on your knees, hallelujah, like James, and get some double knee pads and get on your knees and, and stay there till something happens. My God from heaven. Hallelujah. 
you need to stay on your bending knees. You and if you can't bend on your knees, baby, get on your face and say, just you got to talk to God. Hallelujah. We don't know. The Bible says tomorrow is not promised to us. There, there, there's no promise to knowing whether he's going to be here today, tomorrow, or the next day. There, God says there is no promise to us. So he's telling us, uh, hallelujah, the believers. He's not even talking to the church. He says, but the believers, he says, my. This is why James said, he said, he says, I am a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, if you yeah. don't know Jesus and a part of your sins, then you're not a part of the church. Come on now. If you don't know Jesus and the part of your sins are walking upright before him, he's not talking to you. So I'm talking to the saints. He says, he says, he says, James, I servant of God. The servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I have got to be ready. No matter what's going on in my life. I don't care what's happening in the in the physical, but the spiritual part of you has to line up with the word of God. The word says we must, the word says this, we must line up with the word of God. Line upon line and precept upon precept. In other words, line the word of God. Precept, how it's taught, how it's learned, how it's used, how it's verifying what? The word of God. Not the man, but the perp, the word of God. I must line up my gospel with the word of God. It said not just line it up, one, two, three, but concepts, precepts. So I can't take it, the word out of God's context. For if I preach something that's out of the context of God, then I go to hell. Come on now. But I have to be, Bible says, line upon line and precept upon precept. So if this scripture now is telling us that I've got to get myself together, I've got to do what God called me to do, I've got to bridle my tongue, if I've got to live right, there is no other choice because I'm not beating nobody. I'm telling you what the words say. My God, my God. That's what the words say. I've got to live like Christ. I've got to look in the mirror and not see Glenda. I cannot see Glenda. I've got to see the almighty God. And as long as I see Glenda, I need to keep moving and get my relationship with Christ right. I'm not throwing stones at anybody else. I'm going to talk about Glenda. Glenda needs to repent 24 hours a day. Glenda gets saved over and over again. Glenda repents. Every day, every hour, every second, because Glenda don't want to die at any time and be lost, because I don't want to be hijacked and jacked up in hell with somebody I don't like. Come on now. Hallelujah. So I'm going to get myself right. Now, y'all go for yourself, because the bottom line is I don't want to be chained up, hallelujah, with a hellion for the rest of my life, and my, 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 my skin is stinking all night long. My skin is, it's like flesh rolling over. I, I, no, no, no. I can't live like that. Now, maybe y'all well, want to. Well, if y'all want to, I ain't talking to y'all. But the ones that you know, that you know, that you want to be with Christ again and not have an excuse for say, well, you know what? Yeah, you know. Yeah, God know your way. God know your heart. But if you're lying, you're cheating, you're still going right, you're going to hell. I don't know who you are. But the Bible says this, that without spot or wrinkle, you cannot see God. 
Jesus. I can't pity Pat God. I can't pity I can't pity Pat Saints no more. I can't can't pity that just saints fifty and sixty and seventy years old. I can't pity Pat those. No, 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 no. You old enough to get it right. You know to do right, but you choose. Jesus. That's like the Holy Spirit. That's like Jesus. It's like a choice of knowing Christ. You choose to give your life to Christ. He doesn't make us. He doesn't beat us in subjection. He doesn't line us up and say, Thus say the Lord, you're saved now. No, he says, he says, you got to give your life. You've got to speak it with your mouth and believe it in your heart. And he says, then ye shall be saved. So now if you speak it, hallelujah, and then you believe it, and then you don't do it, guess what? You're disconnected. My God, my God. You're disconnected. Because the word says this, that I have to, what, confess it? And you know what? When you confess it, that means you possess it. But if you between your confessing and your possessing, you fall out. You you going around the rosy because I'm I'm acting like I'm saved. I'm pretending like I'm saved. I'm perpetrating. Ain't really saved, but I'm saving the church. But I ain't saved when I get home. Or I'm saving the movie. I'm I'm saved witnessing, but I ain't saved when I'm running around the corner finding me a hole to hang up with. No, 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 no. Either you're in or you're out. You're hot or you're whole. But you can't you can't tippy that. We can't tippy toe Christ. We can't pretend well, something that we're not. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So like James, James, James will tell you about your tongue. Yeah, some people like to tell everybody else somebody else's tongue, but they ain't living right. Come on now. Hallelujah. But that's what James was saying. He said, look here, this is, we're going to go through tests. And said, we're going through tests as Christians. We're going to go through tests as believers. And if you ain't going through no tests at no time, then maybe, maybe you don't belong to Christ. Yes. yes. Therefore, my brother and beloved, hallelujah, 19 says this. Therefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear and slow to speak. Have you had a lot of people just Now, you write, you, you, you write the scripture down and you find it. So when somebody starts talking... This is James, uh, second chapter, our first chapter, 19th verse. Therefore, my beloved, talking to the church, my beloved brethren, that's the church, let every man be swift to hear. Now, swift means what? Quick. 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 To hear. And slow to speak. Slow to wrath. Now, if you always have, you always upset because somebody made you so mad that your temper runs from one to a hundred, you ain't say, you ain't say, no, 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 no. He says, well, therefore, my brethren, let every man be swift to hear and slow to speak. My God, my God. For the wrath of man worketh not in a righteous man. So if you're always angry, you're always upset, you always got to go somewhere because you're you mad. No, that's wrath. That's not the, those are not characteristics of Christ. No, you, you, you're perpetrating. That's what he says that. For the wrath of God worketh not in the righteous of God. Therefore lay apart filthy and 
and superfluous naughtiness and receive with meekness and engrafting words, mm-hmm. which is able to save your soul. So you have an opportunity to lay those things, those filthy things aside. So God's talking to the church. That's what he said. He said, lay aside filthy things, church. He said, this is my brother. He's talking to the church. Well, why, church folks, you got to put away those filthy stuff, filthy things away. 22 says this, but be ye doers of the word. Oh, somebody I know always says that word. I like that. But ye do doers of the word. So do the word and not just hear it only. Come on, come on. So you do the word. God tells us to, as Christians, talking to the church, you got to do the word. Okay. And not just hear it. So Uh-oh. you tell me something. You hear the word, but you ain't going to do it. Or you do it when you want to. Or you have collective memory, a selective memory. About anything, you do what you want to when you get ready. Because you have selective memory. He said, but don't do it just to hear of the word and you don't do it. So you're only deceiving your own self. You ain't deceiving nobody else. You re- you receive you are you are deceiving your own self because you are not doing what God called you to do. My God, God. twenty three says this: For if any be hearers of the word and not doers of it, like unto a man, behold his natural face in the mirror. Hallelujah. So you looking in the mirror when you look in the mirror. You don't see a part of you that you save and look part of you Mary and we ain't saved. I can't be half saved and not saved. Or I can't be mirror and saved, but on the other but the natural part of me ain't saved. So when you look in the mirror of God, you got to have the whole armor of God. You gotta have everything in balance. You gotta line up and you just can't do say the word and not do the word. So you can't be half and you can't be halfway in. And halfway out. Amen. You can't be. You can't do that. Can you imagine looking in the mirror, but you look in the mirror and you see, you see, you're supposed to see you, or you're supposed to see Christ. But then you look in the mirror, and all I see is you. So either you ain't in God, or God ain't in you. Because somebody ain't got the whole thing. He said, but so you just the Bible tells us here in James to do the whole thing. Wow. You know, do everything. Oh Don't take the part you like, and the part. And and he's talking to the church now. I want you to understand. He ain't talking to the to the, the unsaved now. He's talking to the the church itself, and saying, do the whole thing. So when you look in the mirror, do you see the natural face, or do you see Christ? Christ. My God. My twenty four says this. For behold. Himself, he goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. So sometimes they people do all kind of stuff, and they don't even know what they did. He don't, we don't know what manner he was. You don't know what he saved, ain't saved. You don't know what he lied or ain't. That's one thing about a lie. A lie has to continue to lie. Have you ever met wow. people who just constantly lie? 
And all they yes. do is they constantly lie to the point that the lie line. Then they and then they forgot what they said, but they'll spare, they'll fight you down. They say, "Oh no, I ain't say that. I ain't say that." Because after a while, it's a spirit. The spirit transforms. Okay, whether it's a spiritual mind, a spiritual mindset, a or unspiritual mindset to the point that you don't know whether you're telling the truth because somewhere in the midst of that. Those lies is a it might be a little bit of truth because the truth now is so ma- mixed up with the lie that the liar don't know he's telling the truth. That's the truth. That's what the word said. So that's why we got to have wisdom. And in this book of James is talking about wisdom, wisdom how to talk. Wisdom, how to live. Wisdom. And the Bible says this, that wisdom is the principal thing. There was one scripture they will always teach us in school. Wisdom is the principal. You know what principal means? Principal means is the first thing. And so God began to tell me that wisdom had to sit next to God in order to create the universe. One day I was I was just I was reading on wisdom. And so and he spoke to me, he says he says that wisdom was with God or with Elohim when he created the universe. Oh and I said, God, well I'm glad I said, God, now you I said, Now God, please explain. I'll I ain't asked for this information. So he said to me, Let me explain to you this way. He says, Everything that was spoken I'm out of God. He came out of eternity. And when God said, let there be, everything existed. But it had no order. So when he spoke the world or the entities into existence, God or Elohim or Jehovah had to be sitting next to wisdom. Because God says, and on the first day, I'm going to do this. And on the second day, Jehovah said, I've got to do that. Why? Because how could have God have created the animals and there was no planet to sit it on? That's right. Okay. And I began to say, I said, well, he said, I had to speak things in order. And order was right there with wisdom. And if I had spoke the animals into existence and there was no planets and there was no stars, there was nothing there, how could I continue? So we have to have wisdom to do anything. You have to even have wisdom to think. If you don't have the molecules in your brain you cannot think. So God spoke to wisdom. And God's speaking now through James and telling him about he and how he was a servant and that how we must go through uh, trials, we go through situations, we go through downfalls. We don't understand stuff. 
People die. People disappear. We lose things, and we begin to say, God, I, I suffered. I could have been dismounted that time. I could have did that. But let me tell you what. God does not mistake make mistakes. My Lord, my Savior, my job, my he does not mistake. So whatever you don't have yet, it wasn't the season. And if you had it, maybe it wasn't the one that God wanted you to have. Maybe it wasn't have the apartment. If you don't know the mind of God, only uh, only God knows the mind of God. So that's why I ask God, why are you going to tell me all this? He says, no, let me teach you about wisdom. And if you don't have wisdom, you can have a million dollars in six months, it'll all be gone. Because you don't know how to, you don't know what to trust. You don't know how to bank. You don't know how to put your vestments. You don't know how to put nothing in the offering. You buy because you have no wisdom. My God. So we've got to have the wisdom of God. And in the wisdom of God, allowed us, is teaching us how in his wisdom to endure his wisdom to go forward, his wisdom to strategize, his wisdom to build ministries, his wisdom to suffer in us. Wisdom is the principal thing. If you don't have no wisdom, you have a cup and have no cupcakes. (laughs) The wisdom of God. And we have to learn to pray many nights. Wisdom. And one of my pastors used to cry out, wisdom, 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 because she really didn't know a lot about things. So she said, she, the Holy Spirit would tell her to say, let's cry out wisdom. God gives us wisdom. Give me wisdom. Give me wisdom to go it out. Wisdom, teach me to learn. Wisdom, how to out calculate. Wisdom. So we must cry out every day for this wisdom in the word of God, the wisdom to go in and the wisdom to come out with the word, a wisdom to love God, the wisdom to love people, the wisdom to do right when everybody wants to do wrong. Wisdom not to lie. Hallelujah. Because some folks can lie at a heartbeat. Hallelujah. We're going to have wisdom of God, the wisdom of the mindset of God, the wisdom to go, the wisdom to do, the wisdom to love, the wisdom to chastise in love, the wisdom to love people no matter what persuasion. Love, love, love covers. The Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. So don't judge my sin. Love me under my subject. Don't judge me for my downfalls. Love me until I get it right. Love me no matter what happens. Love me in spite of me. Jesus. The Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. Because if I don't have God, I don't have no wisdom. You can have money and not have wisdom. You can have finances. You can have no wisdom. And some of us have so mean spirit. Ain't nobody want to be around you. I don't care what you got. Because you don't have no wisdom. You have no love. You have no kindness. You have no gentleness. You have no long suffering. All we got to do is you got the almighty dollar or you got this. But you cannot get into heaven without the attributes of Christ. We cannot get in the kingdom without the attributes of Christ. And I just feel the lead. I'm going to go right through that again. I'm going to go through the attributes of Christ. 
Because I want to make sure these things that you got to have in order to get into the kingdom. These are the fruits of the Spirit that we all have got to get into. We cannot get into the kingdom of God without this fruit, F-R-U-I-T, of Christ. Attributes of Christ. Love. 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 Agape love. Joy. Peace. Long-suffering. I don't like that one either, but I know that's what it says. Loving. Gentleness. Y'all got to check y'all gentleness because some of y'all need some checking. Gentleness. Next one, goodness. Goodness. We gotta have gotta have goodness. Being generous. Godlike. Good conduct. Ooh. Oh, that's hard. Next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goodness. Yeah. The book says goodness. Hallelujah. It means soft spoken, kind, even tempered, cultural, refined. Good character, good conduct. Next one. Um, faith. Gotta have faith. Everybody got faith. Everybody preach on faith. Faith. The living. Divine importation. Implantation. Yes. Next one is meekness. Can't get into the kingdom without meekness. So if I'm mean and nasty and honoring. And, and, and unforgiving all the time. Can I get into the kingdom? Not according to this one. Meekness means um, to be gentle, kind, um, even balance, good temperance. Hallelujah. Temperance, next one, last one. Temperance means self-control. Oh. If you don't have no self-control, you ain't getting to the kingdom. I don't care who you are, that including me. If you ain't got no temperance, if you ain't got no self-control, you 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 blow off at the top of the hat. You ain't ready yet. Go back to the go back to the, to the oven. Wow, we got to love God enough to make it right when we know we're wrong. Father, we thank you for the word tonight. God, I thank you. Thank you, God. Teach us how to walk before you in the Holy Spirit. Teach us to look in the mirror, God. Let us see you in our lives. God, teach us to love on you. Love you and be in love with you. Teach us we love you more than everything, God. We don't God forgive us. If anything in our lives today that we said knowingly or unknowingly, God, we love you with all our hearts, all our minds, all our spirits, God. God, teach us to be what you want us to be. Because, God, we don't want to leave this earth at this point and not be able to know that we will be in your kingdom. Wash us, cleanse us, hold us, keep us. In your will. God, if we're not in your will, check us at the door. 
save us and, and send somebody in our lives would tell us, hey, I love you, girl, but you got to get it right. Yes, God, we thank you. And we praise you for the everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, the mighty warrior. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on and bless the Lord on tonight. Thank you, Lord. We're going to open up the floor on tonight. Amen. I'm going to I'm Thank you, Lord. Amen. Falling in love with Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, Mr. J, I hear your voice. You better say something. I'll just kick it off from the from the jump here. That same Jesus, I love to hear that. And yes, um, long suffering is a hard one, a big pill to swallow. But as we live on this on this earth. There are many things that we endure, um, Mama. Mm-hmm. So there are yep. so many different things, yes. And your sermon, I always have to tune in, sit back, relax, and listen to it. And so I love to hear um, you speak and all the many things that you give and all the joy. Um, I'm not going to be lengthy. I was raised Baptist, so I won't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> My granddaddy was a Baptist when he was some talking with you. <laughs> some people, some people may get the joke. Some, some, some won't. I, I don't want to offend nobody. Um, but uh, so I just want to just let you know, Mother uh, Mother Lane, uh, Prophet Lane, I, I appreciate you very highly for you laboring in the words um, on Thank such you, a great um, day, and and may the good Lord bless you, as I know He is already doing so, and I hear. Um, um, Deacon Skin in the background. Mother yeah. Skin. Yeah. 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 Yes, I hear you in the I hear you in the background. Yeah. And for those in their respective places, for those who I do not um have the the, the tendency to understand your voice or to hear they know their voice. My apologies, but I respect you in your own place. All the pastors and um lay members that are listening and tuning in all over the world. Maybe mm-hmm. even over the universe. You never know who may be tuning in. Yes, never God never know. know. I don't know. We all right. <laughs> you never know. He ain't just Jesus of this earth. He's Jesus of the universe. Yeah. So, so let me. Anyway, I'm, all right. I'm carrying. So let me stop. All okay. Right. Pass in the mic. Pass in the mic. Okay. Yeah, Elder Skinner. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank Confirmation tonight. Confirmation. <laughs> 
amazing on tonight. Did you learn those things about uh, that awesome things I learned about the animal, the camel? He just he just kept a moving. <laughs> yep. My God. My God. Hallelujah. That's right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, bless the Lord on tonight. Come on and bless the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Come on and bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on and bless the Lord on tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, right. Because it will be the best thing that you ever done. Amen. Hallelujah. 
If you just feel to him, it'll be the best thing that you've ever done.